from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630 Chair. It's 11.04 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We're eight stories above the ice surface at Rogers Place where tonight the Edmonton Oilers fell behind three zip and lost 5-3 to the Carolina Hurricanes. It's their fourth loss in a row. The shots were 51-21 for the Oilers. They had a breakaway by Patrick Maroon that would have tied it with 10 and a half minutes to go. Cam Ward makes the save. Jacob Slavin scores about a minute later, and that put it away. Kind of a... I mean, it wasn't a good game by the Oilers. It was kind of an odd game overall. Both teams uh, took some silly penalties. For Carolina, it was two too many men on the ice penalties. The Oilers had a too many men on the ice penalty, a couple of uh, really foolish interference penalties coming from uh, Maroon and uh, Cassian along the way. Tonight, Maroon got sat down for about 10 minutes after after his penalty. So adds up to another loss for the Oilers. They're 1-4 and four on the season. Carolina moves to 2-1. One and one. Other, uh, okay, here's the thing. If you've been on social media tonight, you've probably seen something about it or seen this player's name. If you're a big basketball fan, it'll mean something. If you're a casual fan, you're going to read the name Gordon Hayward. If you're squeamish, just don't. Okay, don't watch the video. Don't go looking for it. Don't look at screenshots. I have seen a screenshot. I have not watched the video, and I'm going to try to avoid it. I, I don't he, want to see he, either. He broke his leg, and it's gross. Yeah. Ugh. Nope, don't watch those. I remember, Place for the Boston Celtics. I remember doing a game pay-per-view for the Oilers a few years ago when someone broke his leg during the game, and I had to do the commentary on it without looking at it because I wouldn't look at the video. Oh, like, hey, you guys are watching it. It probably looks gross, but I'm not going to watch it myself. I know what injuries feel like, and I certainly don't want to feel what that kid's feeling tonight. Uh, Nugent Hopkins actually the career game or number 400 for him there's a bit of a, a tense moment he took that in kind of a knee on knee or thigh on knee collision with Falk tonight and he actually briefly left the game but but came back a scary play definitely a, a penalty on on Falk unfortunately it was the one where Stahl scored a shorthanded goal then Strom got it back for the Oilers but glad Nugent Hopkins was okay and those those are always tense when you see a player go down like that yeah it was a weird one where, where Falk lost control of the puck and Nugent jumped in and, and was going to have the, a chance and Falk just stuck his looked like he tried to stick his butt out but missed and it was knee on knee and Nugent went right down the tunnel back towards the dressing room but was quickly back which is good news because the Oilers can ill afford right now to lose another one of their star players. And we'll see about Dreisaitl and Kajula specifically. Maybe they'll be able to come back soon. I mean hopefully on on the road trip as they are both on, on injured reserve. All right, you can get us at 780-496-0063. Ryan Strom had two points tonight for the Oilers. Here he is. How did you feel your team did respond because you were right in there uh, midway through the third? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in times like this, it's tough to draw the positives, obviously, but um, special teams, I mean, we scored a couple power play goals, I think. The third period, we really, uh, we third period, we came out with a chance to get back in the game, and we did, and the previous games, we didn't do that, so I guess those are little things that you can build on, but... Just unfortunate. I think we're doing a lot of good things, and then we give up to goals at the wrong times and just simple breakdowns that you know we don't make, and then they, they happen. And um, you know we outshoot a team more than two to one, and we lose the game. So it's getting a little frustrating, but I think we just got to stay with it. And um, you know, 
like I said, it's tough to draw pauses, but it's almost like you have to do it at this point in the season. And you mentioned the two on the power play. Were there certain things you guys did better tonight than you have? I think just urgency. We uh, had a you know a game plan to get pucks in the net. We did, and um, you know our power play. I mean, I want you to see Masha. They got such a good power play, and so many weapons. We got to be better than we've been, and um, it's nice to kind of get rewarded in that aspect. I think. You look at the best teams in the league, they have great power plays and they win you games. So I guess that's a stepping stone and step in the right direction. But, um, you know, still obviously a long way to go and uh, a lot of games left in the season. Do you feel like your performance late in this one is something you personally can build off of? Yeah, I think every game, like I said earlier this morning, I think has been getting more comfortable and starting to feel, you know, good with the puck, making some plays and stuff. And, you know, it's nice to get rewarded. And, you know, in this league, sometimes it's tough. You go a couple games without scoring, you, uh, you know, you start to get down on yourself. But you just got to stay confident, work hard in practice, and, you know, hopefully get on Streak here. That's right. Tell us about that one. Read that's uh, Ryan Strong. All right, Brendan Ulrich working the Oilers dressing room tonight after their 5 3 loss to the Hurricanes. The Oilers did go two for seven on the power play, but they gave up a shorthanded goal. Got a text here to 63630 from Jason who says, Hey guys, I notice Yamamoto has been on the first power play unit with Dry out. Would it not make more sense to have Nugent Hopkins there since, like Leon, he also shoots left. Uh, great point. Um, I think that there there's a worry that if you take Nugent Hopkins off the second unit, put him on the first unit, they don't have, I don't know what's, some, we used to call it the brain. I mean, Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, they're each the brain of their power plays. Everything goes through them. I understand having Nugent Hopkins with a McDavid, it makes it an easy transition from Dreisaitl. I'm sure they could have some success. I just don't know if the second power play unit Losing Nugent Hopkins will be strong enough to have two equal units. That, well, you know what? I, we, we should say this, though, if we're going to break down individual plays. Nice play by Jokinen to set up Strom. Oh, great I, I play. Because he gets the puck and he's in the open, and I thought, think, okay, I wonder if he's going to blast it, and then that high tip worked to per- perfection. He, he's a smart player, Jokinen. And he's and you can tell that he's played in power plays in the past. He knows how to make smart plays. That was three good plays. It was a, a wonderful play by Russell. Pinching down, keeping the puck in, and then throwing it into an area where he knew a player was, and that was Jokinen. And then Jokinen firing the puck, and then Strom. That's not an easy tip. I know that sometimes it seems easy because we've seen the Sedins do it so often. Right. It's not an easy one, and especially for Strom because that's on his back end. It's much easier if it's on your, your, your forehand. It's easier to control where the tip goes to. He does it on his back end, and it was, a, it was a nice goal. But, yeah, nice by all three players on that one to make it happen. Another text to 630 from Mark, who says, does this mean the Oilers keep alternating goalies until somebody gets a win? No, I don't believe so. I, I Talbot will play next game, and unless it is god-awful, Talbot's going to probably get the next. I, I would imagine he, he might get all three games on the road trip. That would be my expectation. They need Talbot to get back to where he, he, he can be, where we've seen him in the past, and I'm sure it's going to happen. The Oilers need it to happen sooner than later. Thus, I believe you'll see him play the next three games. The goalie in the Carolina net tonight was extremely busy and very good. He made 48 saves to get the win. Here's Cam Ward. Yeah, we couldn't have started any better, you know, scoring, I think, what was it, 15 seconds into the first period. 
period, uh, you know, it goes to show the guys were ready to go, um, you know, and capitalized on our opportunities. We didn't, you know, have many opportunities throughout the game, but we sure put the puck in the net when we did get them. How anxious were you for this opportunity and not your first start of the year? Yeah, I was excited, you know. Uh, um, you know, I've been trying to stay sharp in practice and do what I can to uh, be prepared when you get an opportunity. And, uh, you know, Scott Darling's been playing great for us, and tonight's a night off for him, and I get to play in my hometown. So um, good to, to get a win in front of family and friends and, uh, um, you know, move, up, move on to Calgary. How sharp do you feel after facing 51 shots? <laughs> well, I felt really good. Um, you know, it's uh, sometimes it's not going to be the prettiest. You just got to, you know, as a goaltender, give your, you give your team a chance to win. And uh, uh, we certainly scored enough today to, to win. And, uh, you know, fortunately, I was seeing the puck real well and, and held the fort. Hey, is that one of the mentalities, though, you can look up at the scoreboard and go, just as long as I keep us in the lead, that's all that matters right now, just make that save that keeps us in the lead? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, they made a couple good plays to score. Uh, you know, their second one's a nice tip. Um, but you move on and you get ready for that next shot. I mean, you control what you can't control. And, uh, um, you know, I was, I was prepared, you know, for, for a push because they're a very skilled hockey team and, uh, um, you know, obviously have a lot of talent over there. What does a win like this do for the team's confidence? I know it's still early, but this seems to be a, a pretty big game early on for this team. Well, it's a big win. I mean, uh, it's it's a matter of finding ways to, to win when you're when you're maybe not your best. Uh, um, you know, those, those, those go a long way uh, over a duration of a season. So uh, we'll look to be uh, uh, sharper on, in Calgary and uh, um, be prepared for another tough game there. That save on Maroon, it's 4-3, you make that breakaway save. Did you kind of read what he was going to do on that play? Yeah, I was just, just trying to hold my ice as best as I can. Um, you know, that was at 4-3. That's a big uh, time in the game. And, um, you know, just wanted to, to, you know, to make the big save. I really didn't like that third goal against me. I, it kind of snuck through my arm, um, if I'm being real picky. Uh, um, so it's, it was, again, just, just getting ready for that next shot. All right, Scott Johnson working the Carolina dressing room tonight. That's Cam Ward, the winning goalie, 5-3. The Hurricanes beat the Oilers. Uh, you know, I'm glad he brought that up. That that third goal, you and I, we, you sit uh, in a booth above me here, and when Lucic fired that one, and it kind of went under the arm. I mean, you know, quick shot, hard shot. Mm-hmm. But at that point, the Oilers were coming on, and that made it 4-3 with still a lot of time left. And you thought, oh, I wonder if that's that's the one. And then he said it. He, he didn't like that one. Well, no, he, he was square to the shooter. He had uh, a clear line of vision. And it was a it was a heavy shot. Lucic shoots heavy. And sometimes heavy shots seem to find little holes to squeak through it just they don't need as big a spot because it's going so heavy it just finds its way in there and and it did uh but a goaltender if he gets a big piece of it like that he feels that he should stop it and well i mean you make 48 saves and he's mad because he didn't make his 49 so that shows you uh, the professional that he is so at that point it did look oh you know what maybe this is a comeback in the making tonight unfortunately just uh, chasing all night long, that one mistake is going to kill you, and the one mistake was the power play where the Oilers gave up the shorthanded goal to stall. All right, uh, text here from Jess who says, uh, guys, what can a coach do to prevent his team from taking silly penalties? And uh, just Jess also commenting, I think, on, on the two interference penalties and also on oh, the Lucic slash there in the second period. He was trying to free up the puck. Well, I mean, it's for taking silly penalties, it's accountability. If if you're going to take silly penalties, well, then you're not going to play. You know, we'll start with, uh, okay, you're going to miss a couple shifts. Well, okay, this is becoming a little bit habitual. We're, okay, we're going to go a little more than a couple shifts. It's going to be a period. Eventually, if it it doesn't stop, it'll become, you know, we're not going to address you tonight. You're going to sit in the press box. 
uh, in the National Hockey League, there's going to be, because of the way they call penalties now, there's going to be a ton of power plays. The, the little hooking and holding and things that uh, haven't been called in the past are getting called. You do not want to continue to make silly calls or silly mistakes that make the, the referees have to put you in the penalty box. And the, tonight, the, the Cassio one was, was one that should not have been taken. The Maroon one is one that sh- should not have been taken. And they came in important parts of the game where the Oilers were trailing and they got to extend the lead. The, the Lucic one, and it's... It's something that you would hope by the 15-game the mark of the National Hockey League, the players will stop doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a habit. It's, guys have done it their whole lives. But it's getting called, and it's getting called consistently. And you were on that penalty there. They were the length of the ice away from their own net when he slashed the, the, the stick in the hands of the defender. And it was right in front of the ref. He's going to make that call every time. You just cannot do that in the National Hockey League anymore. Yeah, and, and just big picture for the Oilers here. Five five games in, one and four, and falling behind, and penalties and special teams and all that stuff. And we talked about the cleft bomb pinch and the and the Lucic, the cleft bomb pass that led to the shorthanded goal. And I, you know, I said off the top of the show, I just if they could get out of their own way, they'd be dangerous. And I go back... It's just something Eskimos head coach Jason Moss said when they, I think they'd lost four or five in a row, and you know now they've won a couple. But he said, and they've had some penalty-filled, turnover-filled games, and he said, you know, it's hard enough playing the other team without also playing the Edmonton Eskimos. And sometimes I feel that about the Oilers. I mean, and when callers have talked about it, media guys like us have talked about it, they're going to get the A game from other players, from, from other teams. They know the expectations for the Oilers. You know, it's hard enough. To, to, to beat other teams that are coming after you without doing things to, to put yourself at a disadvantage. Well, and it, it's funny because one of the callers last week asked what I, what I mean when I say shorten the ice. And when you shorten the ice for someone is when you make them, a, you turn the puck over in the neutral zone and allow that team that, that short distance to, to get a scoring chance. Good teams are going to create scoring chances on their own. And there's so many talented players around the National Hockey League that someone's going to make a really good play throughout the night that's going to give them a, a scoring chance. You can't gift-wrap them other ones right. by making silly mistakes, by making mental mistakes, by missing your guy in your own zone, by oh, turning the puck over at the blue line when you can make an easy play. Things like that, it would, and that's beating yourself. And we've heard lots of coaches talk about it. You can't, we can't beat ourselves. And the Oilers tonight... I believe beat themselves. They did it in the first period, but fall by five three nothing. Five three, the final for Carolina. You're going to hear from Oscar Clefbaum as well. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Austin Broadcast. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Final damage at Rogers Place, Carolina 5, Edmonton 3. Rough night for Oscar Clefbaum. He goes minus two. Couple mistakes led to goals. Here he is. It's still early in the season, but um, you guys wanted to not get too nervous or too down after three. At what point um, does it start to get significantly concerning? I mean, it's not good right now. Um, we all agree on that. We got a lot better in here. And, and like I said, especially when Bross come in and into the net to play a game like this, we got to stick up for him better. And we knew Carolina was going to come out hard, but we got to be better to start. Sir, if you already asked this, just what happened there on that first goal? I mean, it's just a bad pinch by me. Um, we, we said we were going to be aggressive, but I cannot go down there if we don't have coverage with our third guy high. So uh, it's just a bad play by me. And, and I mean, 
if we're going to win some games, it's pretty tough, pretty tough to start playing right when we're down two, three, nothing. So it's it's not good enough. Thanks, Oscar. Thank you. Read that's Oscar Clefbaum. All right, well, short and sweet, and uh, very true there from Oscar Clefbaum. Oilers. Too sloppy, especially in the first period. They fall behind, tried a rally, got within a goal in the third, could not tie it and lose 5-3 to the Hurricanes. So they have lost four straight. They're 1-4. and four. They will try to get it going in Chicago on Thursday. That's our next broadcast. We'll start with the face-off show at 5. The game will start at 6.30. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. I want to thank Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30 Chet tonight. Troy Bowler is our engineer here at Rogers Place. Get more on 630Ched.com. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Really appreciate everybody tuning in. I'll talk to you on Inside Sports tomorrow night. Take care.